Well, howdy, y'all. Thanks for being here. Today is Tuesday, March 30th, 2021. I'm Crowder, and that, you may have ascertained, is not Mark Agee. No, Mark is traveling today, and for the first time in the show's history, we have a guest host, but you already know him and love him. It's our chief Georgia correspondent, Corey Ryan Forrester. Corey, thanks for filling in, and how you doing, buddy? What up, Trey Lane? I'm good, man. I noticed, if, so it's weekly skews now? Yeah, because we went rebrand. Once a week. Also, I'll tell you, and we've said this on the show, it's because some some bitch uh, scooped in yeah. underneath me and took evening skews as like a domain name and stuff. Word? Yeah. Well, you know how dumb I am. Yes. And I just didn't do that at the beginning and then missed out on it. So we had to change it to weekly skews. But it's, it's, know. it's funny because somebody bought the buttercreamdream.com and then like messaged me and was like, you can have it for $6,000. And I was like, you can die alone is what you're going to do because i don't give a shit like i'm never <laughs> right, going to do yeah. that yeah never cared less about a thing <laughs> I don't uh, give a when fuck. it comes to that yeah, yeah. you can keep it yeah. um but with this as always producer matt he's still here behind the scenes doing his thing this is as Corey just pointed out weekly skews tonight we talk about the recent voter suppression laws in Corey's home state of georgia and what that might mean what you-, <laughs> you hadn't heard about that oh my god yeah, it's some shit, buddy. And we're going to talk about what it might mean for the future of voting rights around the rest of the country and the implications for the idea of American authoritarianism and all types of real good stuff. That will include a conversation with our guest tonight, the U.S. Army veteran who is running opposed to Marjorie Taylor Greene in Corey's home district of the Georgia 14th, Marcus Flowers. So that's going to be fun. Corey, you already know Marcus. He hits, right? He's I've, been no- I've been knowing Marcus, as we say, uh, Marcus actually hit me up like a while back before he even announced his run. And we've been communicating just because he was like, hey, man, I like your videos. By the way, I'm from here. Um, and he was like, I don't think he's like, by the, he's like, also, I see a lot of people in your comments tell you that you need to run. And I was yeah. like, yeah, they do. And he goes, don't do that at all. That's not a good <laughs> idea. You, you shouldn't do that. But Marcus is <laughs> Marcus is the real deal, dude. Like he's he's one of these guys like Marcus is, you know, a military man. And I had to, something I had to learn about Marcus really quick was like the difference between a military. I'm used to hanging out with you, who I would describe as the exact opposite of a military, of a military man. man. For sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Marcus, like, I'll wake up like to pee or something at five o'clock in the morning and I'll have had a text from Marcus that's like, hey, man, uh, you know, holler, holler at me when you get up. I got an idea or something I want to shoot by you. And I'll just, I'll respond in the middle of the night like, okay, man, I will. And then like two seconds later, he's FaceTiming me like, he's up at five in the morning. Like, I'm yeah. ready to do this. I'm, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, what, what yeah, is happening? He's already had chow. He's already oh, done PT. He's ready yeah, to the, go. The whole thing. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, this is what it's like when someone is like for serious about yeah. it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm just a dipshit that right. makes dumb videos but this guy's like he's he's for real a real human man who does a real, things yes and that's the thing is a man he's a man <laughs> yeah right he's I'm def- not yeah. used to that no me neither I'm not a man I'm right. something else you made him you're like oh I'm not a man anyway right. but Marcus is great and uh, you guys will enjoy him too he'll be joining us a little later it's going to be a good show but first as always we must begin with the daily dumbass Matt play the graphic please Now, I think most of us would agree that when it comes to mocking American dumbassery, the Capitol insurrection on January 6th is the gift that keeps on giving. That well is not yet empty. There's dumb and then them there hills still yet. And we've got a new one for you tonight. Matt, you can play the clip whenever you got it. A Dallas man who was arrested in late January and charged with involvement in the riot that overtook the Capitol on January 6th was reportedly wearing a shirt that declared his participation in the siege. During his arrest, the AP reported that federal prosecutors wrote in a court filing Monday that Garrett Miller was clad in a shirt bearing the message, I was there, Washington, D.C., January 6, 2021, when he was arrested on January <laughs> he had Literally wearing a shirt that said, I was there, Washington, D.C., January 6th, 2021. I feel like the Capitol riots were the Avengers endgame of their dumbassery. Like it was all (laughs) of the players coming out at once. And now we're in like phase four of the dumbass shit. But like they still have to keep calling back because like, my God, you know, you can't. You can't ignore that Thanos arc that they had. Right. So 
uh, on a recorded call from jail after his arrest, he told his mama, he said, I don't feel that I've done anything wrong. Of course. And now I'm being locked up. Right. And, but on Facebook, on the day of, he posted a selfie of himself inside the Capitol. One of his buddies commented, bro, you got in? And he replied, yeah, I just wanted to incriminate myself a little bit. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, it was the club. Isn't that the thing, though? Like, they they never think, like, when when those type of dudes are doing that thing, like, they never think what they're doing is a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like, they, like he definitely right. felt like, this will be fine. I'm going to do this. Fuck Pelosi, you know, they'll get Rand Paul at least, like, will be on the hook for this. Like, they'll get me out. Like, they never think they're, like, dude, that's the most, like, invincible, like, that's the most proof of, like, white racist dudes just think they're invincible. Like, none of them expected what us to still be talking about it right now in this way. Well, also, the fact that he used the word incriminate, I just wanted yeah. to incriminate myself a little bit. Yeah. It shows that, like, he did understand that it was like against the law, but he right. still thought it wasn't wrong. You know, right. like, what I'm doing is against the law, but it's not wrong. Right. Because, you know, I'm a racist white man or whatever, however that works. Right. Which like, you know, I'm kind of a hypocrite. Like I put a vi I put a video out the other day. I was so drunk. By the way, I'm still going to do it. I'm still absolutely going to do it. But like I was hammered drunk and I was in my kitchen. And I was just like, I'm fucking going to the wherever the longest lines are. I'm going. I'm passing out water. I'll put crystal light in it. I'll bring goddamn Twinkies. And for the record, I will. But that's also me being like, I in the hell the 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 point of the video was me going. I'm white. Nothing will happen. Like they'll take me to jail, and then it, like that's the worst right. thing that can happen is they'll take me to jail, and then I'll make bail immediately. Now the only difference is, and I think you probably already know, is that that is not an insurrection and I didn't storm the Capitol. Like it's a huge right. different, like I'm, there's no way that I'm not right in everything that I said. And you can put that on my tombstone. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. That's you in a nutshell right there. Uh, we're going to get into all that, all the voter stuff and the lines and the snacks and all that. Am I doing later. this show right? You're doing it great, buddy. You're doing okay. a great job. Uh, I don't watch. To, I, 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 I know. Yeah. You only come on and hit and then go about your day. Yeah, I know. I'm That's used right. to like the six minutes. Can you come on? You know? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, but first we got some honorable mentions uh, for Daily Dumbasses tonight. And this first one up. So, uh, again, I think we would all agree that the Republican Party is um, kind of chock full of self-aggrandizing, disingenuous, lunatic caricatures, right? Yep. But even in a party made up by self-aggrandizing, disingenuous, lunatic caricatures, there is a noteworthy young up-and-comer. Let me tell you who he is real quick, and then you can see it for yourself. His name is Big Dan Rodimer. He's a former pro wrestler who first ran for office in Nevada in the last um, election and got beat by the Democratic candidate by 3%. But he wasn't done. He has since reemerged in a new state running for office in a new election. And that might not sound that interesting until you see the clips that producer Matt has put together for you, made up of his differing campaign videos. Matt, mm -hmm. play it when you got it. I had one arrest in my life while in college. Those charges were dismissed. Three dirtiest jobs in the world. Professional wrestling, politician, and bull riding. I have no convictions and no criminal record. Now that's Texas tough, baby. I'm Big Dan Rodimer, and I approve this message because I'm running on my record. I'm Dan Rodimer, and I approve this message. Can I tell you? Yeah, well, if he people was, need to know you're a big wrestling guy. This dude's a former wrestler. Uh, and I don't know him, which means he ain't shit. Right. But but I got to tell you, I'm going to – I've made a commitment this year, Trey. As, actually, not this year. I made a commitment as soon as Joe Biden got elected. I said, all right, Corey, you're going to hold everyone to the exact same standard. You're not – you're <laughs> like, you're going to – you're going to treat everybody the same. If Joe Biden does some dumb shit and I've, and I've gone on, I've been like, Hey dude, give me them goddamn stimulus checks. You know, I'm going to treat everybody the same and I'm going to look at everything through the exact same lens. And I'm here to tell you right now, if that dude was running as a Democrat, 
just based on all that shit he said. Because he never said, he didn't say any of the whole like, we need to give kids guns. Okay, no, no. Here's the thing. I, I, I want you to know this. He did. No, Matt no, took, I know. Matt I'm took th- a two and a half minute campaign ad and he cut it down in that montage which did hit but in the full campaign ad I'm he sure. literally says all those things okay. Corey. He's I'm sure like, he does I'm sure he, he does but, all. but the information I have is just what you showed me just now and based on what you just showed me just now I'm like if you tell me he's a democrat I'm not saying I hope he gets elected I'm not saying I want to vote for him in the primary but I'm saying like look man the guy made some smart moves he come out and he was like look when I was in high school, I got drunk and rolled a tractor. I did my time. Now I'm running. I rode bulls and I professional wrestled. You know what I mean? Like, I get that type of, I'm that abrasive. You know what I mean? I get yeah. it. There's people that told me to run, and I'm way dumber than that dude. And Big Dan's a pretty sweet name. I'm just saying that what I think is that you left a lot on the editing room floor that I need to see because based on the evidence you've given me, I'm fucking voting for Big Dan. I'm all in. Oh, shit. All Root right, well, shooting, bull riding. But again, I trust you, and I know that he said all that other stuff, so I, no, I'm out. But does any part of you care that like he's clearly, you know, not that dude at all or you like respect that hustle too do you mean that he's not what do you mean he's not i mean like in nevada you know he's this family man who you know i am not yeah and then when he gets to texas he's like take three goddamn things about texas right now motherfuckers bulls bullshit and kicking ass and then he no but like look it sucks and he shouldn't be in politics but like I, the professional wrestling fan in me right now is like, yeah, he's working a new gimmick. You know what I mean? Like he didn't like that one didn't, the first one didn't work out. And he's like, I'm going to Texas. I'm going to work this gimmick. Like, no, I, I'm doing a bit here. I don't respect it. That's, that's obviously <laughs> insane. But what I'm saying is like that part of it, I don't care about as much as like what he actually believes. Cause the thing is, is like some people might say like, oh, well, he actually don't believe all that crazy gun stuff. He's only saying that so that he'll get elected, you know, in Texas or whatever. Well, I've always been of the belief that, like, if you pretend to believe in something, then you believe in it. Especially if you you do it, like, all the time, every day, professionally, basically. And there's no difference, really. There's no difference. Like, Like, if that guy at the end of the day goes home and is like, I genuinely believe that guns are horrible and the Sandy Hook could have been prevented and blah, blah, blah. But I go out here, then it's this exact same thing. Like there was a lot of people that said about, I try not to mention his name, but the president that we had last, they were just like, oh no, he's not racist. He just will say anything to win. And I'm like, right. And if those things are racist and if those policies are racist, then it really like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, there's also there's a blueprint for this guy because it's like Ted Cruz and there's also a Texas congressman named Chip Roy who are both like um, like Ivy League, you know, uh, white Bush. privilege motherfucker. You know, it's yeah, Bush. Right, yeah, George W. Bush, you're right. So, like, there's a blueprint for doing this thing. And if you go to Texas and you're running, like you said, you got to root, you got to toot, you got to shoot. And that's, that's the what thing you got to do, baby. You got to root, toot, and shoot. And that's the thing that's always fucking pissed me off about how the whole world looks at me, dudes like me and you, right? Like they go Trey and court. Like hell, it, it's it's a dadgum. It, it it's a uh, it's a cheat code to be like me and you because people go, oh, they sound like this, therefore they're an idiot. And then we say something that is just kind of decently smart, like not even that brilliant. But because their expectations were down here, they're like, oh, my God, this guy's a Rhodes Scholar. So, like, that's the general perception, except for that's not actually how most of America feels. And the reason that I say that is because George Bush was a Yale-educated, erudite son of a bitch, and he had to pretend to be a cowboy hat-wearing, cousin-fucking-talking son of a bitch to get elected. So, realistically... None of that makes sense, and they all buck up against each other, and it bothers me. Like, I don't understand what you want me to be. Right. Well, to add on to that, and I hope that I make this make sense the way it's making sense in my mind. It's like you said, them bucking up against each other are not really making sense. The irony of it, too, is like that to the, to the like, Texas Texans in mm-hmm. Texas, the Republicans, you know, the problem with Texas 
is all the the fancy people coming from elsewhere yeah. moving to Texas, yeah. right? Like that's why it's becoming more liberal and whatnot. But then at the same time, <laughs> you have carpetbaggers like this dude and Chip Roy or whatever who come and put like all the most racist and you know bigoted and Republican ass people from other places. They move on mass into of Texas and Tennessee. Like Ben Shapiro lives in Nashville now, or whatever. Like that type of thing. It's like you know the influence of outsiders right. is what they're so worried like, about. But then, like I watched the show Yellowstone, you know, and like and all the and and Kevin Costner and his whole ilk, they're all pissed off because all these people not from Yellowstone are coming in. All these big city people are coming in, and that's true. But it's not like it's fucking David Lynch. You know what I mean? Like right. it's it's the <laughs> right. it's the big right. city people who just talk different than them, but have the exact same ideology, which is let's drill right there and make that motherfucker right there work for four dollars and fifty cents. So like they have the same ideology. So like because yes. you go on the other end of that, and it's like then how did Trump happen? How did that whole like silver spoon New Yorker carpet bagged bagging mentality permeate right. through the South and all the rural areas like it did? So like it's horse shit. Right. It is horse shit. Actually, at one put so one of the things we didn't show you in the montage we put together is that bull he rides right after they go to another cowboy that says, just so you know that bull, we call her Nancy Pelosi. She's a real bitch. And then then the guy later is walking through there and he's like, I'll go up there and I'll put my boot right in Nancy Pelosi's bullshit. And then he steps in a pile of shit. Oh my God. <laughs> in the thing, it like closes up on his boot. He steps in a pile of shit, horse shit. Uh, Matt says it was horse shit, not bullshit. Either way, whatever it was. Wait, was Matt told that or does Matt have a good eye? I think Matt's got an eye for poop, looks like. He's yeah. a he's a yeah, good eye, he says. He's decoding. He knows the difference between horse and bullshit. That does make it even funnier. But then he steps in, and he's like, see there? <laughs> that's just one of the myriad things. That's such things. the Republican way, is like literally stepping in horse shit. To I know. By your, yeah, like by your own choice, choosing to step yeah. in horse shit on camera and be like, look there, stepping in horse shit on the libs, baby. <laughs> I just can't decide like, man, like when you, when we we're talking about stuff like this, I'm sitting here going like, am I, am I seeing the beginning of something or the end of something? You know what I mean? Like, I can't tell, like, I can't tell if like, I want to, I always say a lot of times like, oh, this is the last grasp of their bullshit. But I know that that's like such a very like white, uh, optimism thing. Like I can say that, like I can go, oh, look, I said, or is it like, are they pivoting to a new type of like, y'all just thought we were leaning in and we're really about to get everybody else. Like I can't okay. tell. Well, since you said that, uh, keep that in mind because that's related to part of what we're about to get into the bulk of the conversation tonight. That's it for our daily dumbasses. Um, can I show you something since we're yeah. talking about, but, but before we end daily dumbass. Yeah. I just want to start by this. Look at the cooler I have. It's a it's a bag of zucchini noodle frozen zucchini noodles with beer in them. <laughs> and that's something. If it works, it ain't stupid, baby. That's what our that's people have been saying. saying. Go dogs. I'm in memorial. That's right. Go dogs. Um so yes, let's get into the uh uh our main topic tonight. Again, your home state. Well, first of all, like have you gotten used to the state of Georgia being like the political epicenter of this country at this point? Or are you still unnerved by that? Because I know when it first happened, when it first came out, I was people noticed it. what was going on with the Senate races and how close it was in the presidential race. I remember you being like, oh, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, and I don't and like by the way, this. I was right. By the way, yeah. I was right. Because what's going on right now is Georgia is the like all of our goddamn license plates should say the two steps back state. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, that's Absolutely. 100% what's going on. And, like, I'm happy with what all happened. Like, obviously, if the election had turned out different, this, what we're, what's going on right now would still be happening, but they would have even even more power. I genuinely believe, to succinctly put this before we go further, that what they're doing is shooting themselves in the foot because if they thought that marginalized people were mobilized last election, right. they right. are about to absolutely lose their mind because basically they just challenged black people yes. not to goddamn vote. And right. the last thing that you want to do is do that. But I will say this, I still am of the same mind of the person that's been on this show many times that told you like, I still kind of can't give you an accurate temperature of what's going on because I still don't really leave my house. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. like I, 
I don't know. So, first of all, I agree with you as well. I think like you think like Stacey Abrams is just going to be like, oh well, we tried, you know. Like, no, she gets she's this, governor you know now, I mean? right? Like, yeah, I thought. I feel the same way about it. But so obviously we're talking about the law widely covered a law that imposes new voter ID requirements for absentee ballots. It allows state officials to take over elect local election boards. It limits the use of ballot drop boxes to like just election centers, which makes them kind of almost pointless. And most notably and most ridiculously, it makes it a crime now to approach voters in line to give them food and water. And this is what you were referring to earlier. Like I'll give everybody food and water. And also I just think about it from your, uh, from your perspective of like, uh, you know, if you go to vote and you know, your wife comes there and she can't even give you a baby roof, you know, while you're waiting there, like what even is this country? (laughs) What even is this goddamn country? If that's the case. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, Obviously, people have been very upset by it, and it seems like, based on what happened to Georgia State Representative Park Cannon, they've also already made it illegal to even question the substance of the law itself. Matt, can you play that clip if you have it? Kemp signing the bill behind closed doors, surrounded by white men. While Democratic State Representative Park Cannon, a black woman, was arrested trying to get in. I love that. I love that she's like all she's doing is knocking on a door in a building where she works. All right. right. In, yes. In a building where she works. But several weeks ago, Marjorie Taylor Greene was able to put up new bathroom signs, ultimately <laughs> yeah. defacing yeah. where she's she works. And and like, shit. <laughs> yeah. And everybody was just like, that's good. You go, white bitch. Get it. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, dude, I'm telling you, man, like, here's 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 my whole thought on this. I'm going to explain it in the only terms that I know how to explain it, which is sports terms. All right. What they're doing right now, it's deplorable. It's absolutely awful. But the only the only reason that it makes me smile is because what it looks like is is pass interference on fourth down with five seconds left in the Super Bowl. Whereas they're sitting yeah. there going, they're, they're going, if we do nothing, like More if our, the lose. corner the cornerback's sitting there and going, if I do nothing, they catch the ball and they yep. win. I have yep. to pass interfere and just hope to fucking God that they don't call it or or they call it and then we bring it back and they're on the one yard line because that's what it feels like. It just feels like they're going, man, we just saw what happened. There is no world because they're not stupid. I've said that a million times and you, and I know you believe it. Like the, the worst thing we can do is call Brian Kemp, Marjorie Taylor Greene, all these people stupid. They're not stupid. You're, you're the, the, uh, like evil, like you're the, the nemesis is. Like Lex Luthor wasn't dumb. You you don't get to be the the nemesis if you're dumb. That doesn't happen. They're not dumb. They're bad. They're awful people. And they're right. sitting there going, they're smart. They're going, oh my god, if they literally voted for Joe Biden, then how in God's name does Stacey Abrams not sweep? Like how does that not happen? Well, all right, this is the last thing that we can do. Now that's very much white cis male optimism, but like I just believe right. it. Like well, a son of a also. Bitch. Also, I know because I feel the exact same way. This isn't us saying like, "Oh, don't worry about it." You know, no it's worry a huge so hard. Worry the most. Yeah, worry worried. even more. Right, exactly. But I agree yeah. with you completely. It's them being like, "We have to." The only way we can win is make it yeah. illegal for the other side, yeah. literally, to vote. Like, if we don't do something we're done and they know yeah. that so this is like what this is their last recourse also i wanted to circle back real quick you were talking about park can and you were like i love how she's literally just knocking on a door yeah. in the building she works in and that's why yeah. she got arrested did you know that the the trooper who made that arrest whose name i shit you not Corey, is gd lankford goddamn <laughs> you know goddamn lankford lieutenant <laughs> lieutenant goddamn lankford making the arrest and he uh did you know what he said about it? His rationale he gave, he said he did that because he was concerned that her actions might lead to something similar to the Capitol insurrection happened on January yeah, 6th. Didn't if he that. didn't squash that right there, it was going to be the next if, big treasonous I, riot. So that's why he had to arrest her. If I let this black lady look at all these white people sign a piece of paper, who knows? What could have happened next? Slippery like, slope. It's a slippery it's slope. It's a slippery slope, man. Look, um, you just can't have black people looking at white men writing stuff. You know? Right. So, but like I was saying, I agree with you about 
the rationale behind what they're doing here and how it's their, it seems to be their only option. But again, it is worrisome because I mean, if these measures work, then that's a problem. But also because unsurprisingly, other states are just xeroxing this shit yeah, already. Florida. Like Georgia's on the Georgia's on the vanguard because yes, Florida. There's a Florida bill now that has a lot of the same provisions. It would also ban giving water to people in line to vote. Which another well, thing, y'all ain't like, supposed to drink the water in Florida anyways. So I get, <laughs> yeah. But like it, water. Is bullshit. it is bullshit. But like also, tell me if I'm wrong. Like this, this is a proposed bill. It has not passed yet. Correct. Um. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a Florida bill that would. Did you uh, see? Did you see the, Did you see the Onion today? What they said? No. What the Onion put out an article that says Georgia amends the law and now will allow voters to be hydrated with a water hose. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they're Man, they're batting a thousand, batting a thousand. <laughs> the Onion. <laughs> yeah, uh, but there's also this idea like. We don't like to think about any other Americans this way, but it seems like there's this streak of authoritarianism in America. Because if you think about like when Mitt Romney lost in 2012, the narrative around the Republican Party was like, we're going to have to find a way to reach out to black people and Hispanic voters and things like that. That's like what they were saying at that time. But then Trump came through in 2016 and now it's flipped completely. And Politico put out uh, some findings from a study that said approximately 18% of Americans are highly disposed to authoritarianism. Uh, A further 23% or so are one step below them on the authoritarian scale. So roughly 40% of Americans tend to favor authority, obedience, and uniformity over freedom, independence, and diversity. And I don't know what you think, but I feel like what that boils down to is it's them saying, it's them saying like, this how I feel and how I feel is what it ought to be. And the right. other people that don't feel the way I feel, they don't need to be able to vote or be free. Right. You know, like it'd be if the people that agree with me rule with an iron fist, right? That is the preference over right. allowing the people that don't agree with me to have a say because they're so wrong and dumb. And that's how these people think in their heads, I think. No, of course it is. Like now that like the vaccines are rolling out and shit like that, and they're going like they're going like we got the look, man. If you listen, vaccines ain't nothing but a way to put a tracer in your body so that they can blah blah blah. The government has no Ill, good intention on da 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 da. They just want to be able to control, 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 control. So they look at that and they post that as the narrative of like, no, the authoritarians, those are on the Democrat side. They want to have you completely dependent on the government. At all times, that's what welfare is, and that's why they've set this whole system up. And that right there is why black people want to vote for them, because they've got the black people brainwashed into thinking that they have to have them in order to have some high-functioning type. But then these same motherfuckers are like, Donald Trump should just be able to executive order any goddamn thing in the whole world. So like, only when it's for the greater good do they go, this is authoritarian. Like, they yep. love that shit. Like, I've talked to these motherfuckers. I live here. They absolutely love being told what to do. Like, I used to think that, like, kinky shit was, like, very, very liberal. But, like, from the most conservatives that I know, they seem very much like they're the ones, like, chewing down on an apple while their wife pegs them in the ass while they're watching <laughs> some old home improvement so, shit. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's a wonderful segue. <laughs> Look, man, you had me. No, on. you're right. You, I know. You I know. Me and you're Marcus like, what again. Are you doing and you tonight? and Marcus, you and Marcus go back. He knew you were co-hosting. And I oh was shit! Excited about I forgot it, so. Marcus. Is, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's coming on right now, baby. Oh, Please dude. Please introduce our, our guest, me. the Army veteran running for Congress against Marjorie Taylor Greene in the state. He of loves Georgia. free speech. Yes, he does. Of course he does. Marcus <laughs> Flowers, everybody. Bring him out here if he's still there after. <laughs> hey, hey, Marcus. Everybody. Marcus, I'm so sorry, hey, dude. It's quite all right. How you doing, brother? Good, man. How are you? I'm outstanding. Dre, it's good to be with you. Yeah, good yeah. to see you again, man. Uh, I guess let's start by sort of just giving people a little overview of what you're trying to do down there in Georgia, what your goal is and how you got to this point. You know, my goal to bring honor and dignity and decency back to this district, we've got to get rid of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Mm-hmm. And that is my ultimate goal. And I'm running for Congress because I believe she tried to incite a riot on January 6th. She helped incite that riot on January 6th. 
And she also helped further the big lie. So that's why I'm running. And I think we've got a great chance at unseating Marjorie Taylor Greene and bringing back stability and getting rid of the chaos that she's brought to our district. Right. Uh, how much of that do you think is due to um, the conspiracy elements that everybody associates with Marjorie Taylor Greene? Like you said, she propagated the big lie and all that, but it doesn't just end there with her. No, she's put out a lot of highly conspiracy theory-ish type things. And, you know, how dangerous do you feel that is? Oh, it's absolutely dangerous. You know, as a veteran, a former defense contractor, a former government official, you know, I've been all over the world. I spent a decade in combat zones in Iraq and Afghanistan. So I've seen our enemies up close and personal. And let me tell you, the radicalism that, or radicalization that these guys in Iraq and Afghanistan went through, it's the same kind of thing that we're going through here in this country. Oh, okay. You know, listening to Fox News and OAN and people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, propagating Q falsehoods, it's dangerous. And the same type of energy that took away some of my friends with IEDs and suicide vests in Iraq and Afghanistan, I think that's where we're headed with that dangerous, that's how dangerous it is to me. Right. And that's not yeah. hyperbole, by the way. No. That's I, how I see it. Yeah, I, that that's interesting, drawing the sort of parallel between the radicalization that you've seen yourself um, well, let me let me interrupt for a second. I think we've yeah. all seen it now with January sixth. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, what do you think it is about all that rhetoric that appeals so strongly to so many of our fellow Americans? Do you think it's just like because it's the thing that allows them to be right about a thing, or is it a thing of like, I'm the only, you know, that sort of thing in, in a conspiracy theorist head where it's like, I'm the only one who understands the tr the reality, the truth. Everybody else is a sheep. I'm the one who gets it. You know, like what, what do you think this has been so effective in grasping so many of these people? Well, you know, I kind of get what a lot of these people are thinking. And, you know, you look back over the last 20, 30 years and stagnation in government and people I get what may have been fun or funny about people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, they're going to come in, even Trump. They're going to come in. They're going to get things done. They're going to shake things up. Okay, that's not how Washington, D.C. works. You know, you don't go there and change it. It changes you. Mm -hmm. and Marjorie Taylor Greene, she went there, and so did a lot of other people, in my opinion, to up their profile. You know, just saw an article today about right. Matt Gates and people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. They're going there to up their profile because they're looking down the line for some sort of payday. Right. Me personally, I'm not looking for that. I'm not looking to get famous. I'm not looking to get rich. You know, 27 years in my career, it's all been in service to this country, whether it was in the Army, whether it was a defense contractor, as a logistics and compliance guy, or whether working for the Department of Defense directly as a compliance person. I'm not looking to get rich. I'm not looking to up my profile. I'm looking to go in, and put my head down and do the work of the people of Georgia. Right. Marcus, and if you're not trying to get rich or famous, could I suggest stand up comedy? <laughs> I'm going to leave that avenue to you. You seem to be much more suited for that night. Um, Marcus, on that note, I'll say it uh, for you. Correct me if I'm wrong. You are not taking any kind of corporate pack funding right you've made absolutely. a stand saying we're not interested in that and you're turning it all down is that correct absolutely we need to get dark money out of politics you know and i, I have a hashtag that says you can't buy flowers you know so that <laughs> explains like it. it all <laughs> you can't buy flowers we need to get did, all of these influences out of our politics did you, know, you see did you see thing, the, it was a disaster did you see the story in the new yorker about the uh, the recording from uh uh, one of Mitch McConnell's top staffers and like the Coke Coke brothers people talking about this exact thing. And in it, they admit, and again, this is a private recording. They admit that the actual public uh, support for like house resolution one, which would curb dark money in politics, the actual public support is sky high really among your average American person. Mm -hmm. And so what can they do to, you know, 
keep keep that from happening, given that the people that they represent actually support it, even many conservatives. And they basically landing on what they called under the dome type strategies, which means like legislative maneuvers beneath Congress's roof, like the filibuster and just anything else they can do to kill it without the support of the public. Cause they know if they get into any kind of PR campaign, they're not going to win because really it's bipartisan to not want big money in politics, isn't it? I mean, it should be bipartisan. Right. right. So, but coming from the Koch brothers, that's kind of rich or from the one Koch brother, but yeah. I have not seen that article, so I can't really speak to it, but we've got to get dark money out of politics. And I'm going to lead by setting the example. We're not going to take a dime in corporate PAC money. We're going to raise money. We're going to do this grassroots thing that everyone talks about. And let me tell you something else. The response to our campaign has been phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And I appreciate and am humbled by the people who've come out and said, you know, we want to support you. We like what you're doing. It's time to see regular people like me, someone who's not a millionaire jumping into politics, just your regular everyday guy, government official, former government official. You know, after January 6th, the next day, I decided I had to get in. It became mission critical to me. So here's where we are. Um. You said mission critical. You talk a lot about being a veteran and everything, as you should. I'm wondering how you feel about um, – it seems like the right has, like, kind of claimed patriotism. You know? I'm so glad you're like, they, are the one, they are the ones who stand up for the troops. You know, right. That's what they do. Right. They're the ones who care about the troops, and they are the official patriots. They're the official flag bearers as they have sort of, you know – laid it out and i'm just wondering as a veteran yourself and obviously a patriot yourself how you feel about about that well i felt like the word patriot had been hijacked by certain groups shall we say and i'm taking it back you don't need a red hat to be a patriot right you don't need to be the loudest person in the room to be a patriot you just have to love your country and do what's best or what you think is best for your country. That's all patriotism requires. Yeah, I like to, like, I'll wear, like, you know, bald eagle shirts and stuff like that sometimes or things like that, literally just because as if I'm running into anybody in my day-to-day life who I get into this conversation with, you right. know, I don't. But in my head, I'm like, I do it because I'm like, they don't, they don't own this they stuff. They don't get it. You know? They act yeah. like they own it, and they don't. And I think yeah. it's important that we on the le- that we all push back against that idea because they don't own love of this country. We're all know? patriots. I mean, it's, you know, it can't be mu- mutually exclusive to one group of people. Right. If someone uh, sees things differently than you, they're not evil. They just right. have different views. So let's talk a little bit about um, the voter suppression laws we've been talking about again there in your state of Georgia. And yeah, somebody looking at the- How do you feel how are you feeling generally about all that? I don't know if you heard what me and Corey were saying earlier about it, trying to take not an optimistic. It's us. It's us telling ourselves that like this, this, this is how desperate they are. This is what they have to do because they can see the writing. Two on the white wall. people's reaction to yes, this. Whole right. Thing. Right. Exactly. We've had the two white guys reaction to it. So how are you feeling about all of that right now? Well, you know, we've heard that this was all about maintaining the integrity of elections. Right. Okay. So, if that's what it's about, why are we not providing water for people online? So, I mean, that's not even the worst thing in this bill. It's making it harder for people to do absentee ballots, making it harder for people to find where to go to cast their absentee ballots. And, you know, the worst part of it, in my opinion, is that you're going to appoint or have a political appointee suspend county election boards or county election supervisors and replace them with, you know, whoever they want puppets Mm -hmm. per se to come in and say, well, we don't like the results of this. We're going to overturn it here. You know, all the claims that were made about, you know, voter fraud, you know, the big lie, they were all claimed here in Georgia. We counted the election three times once by hand. You know, so there was no signature, uh, match issues. Uh, okay. There were two people that were dead that voted. Uh, Gabe Sterling said they're still investigating that, but no ballots were mysteriously dropped or run through machines twice. 
So, you know, what I do is I apply Occam's razor. You know, the simplest answer is probably, or the simplest solution is probably what's correct. Mm. You know, this is about voter suppression. And it's about suppressing the vote of black people in particular, in my opinion. Yeah, it's also kind of, well, not funny is not the right word, but that they frame it all about being about uh, uh, us on the left, like trying to cheat and steal elections. And that's why they must do this. And what they're doing is... (laughs) Cheating, uh, cheating essentially by, yeah. by cheating other people out of the ability to vote. In the history of America, no legislation or legislature has ever been able to decide uh, the, the results of an election. That belongs to the voters, you know, until now here in Georgia. So we got to push back and push back aggressively on that. Well, okay. Actually, on that note, I was going to ask you, like, what can a Georgians, but B just the rest of us who aren't Georgians, but are concerned about this type of thing. Like what can actually be done when we see this type of thing to sort of, you know, push back and keep it from being effective. You know, there's, there are some suits that are coming out right now are already out. I mean, this is clearly a violation of the 15th amendment. You know, and I hear all of the talk about, you know, boycott Georgia, you know, that's not what's going to be good for us. And, I'm also personally against anything that's that results in a, you know, not a net plus jobs. I want, I don't want to hurt no, jobs. I, I, anyone. I agree with you. Anyway, yeah. So, but we do need our business leaders like Coca-Cola, UPS, Aflac, Home Depot. They need to stand with us and push back on these voter suppression laws. And we need to push back aggressively. That bums me out on just like how pro Georgia everybody was, you know, literally two or three months ago where it was like, thank you, Georgia. Thank you for what you did. And now it's like, you know, no, we're not, you can't, don't even fly over Georgia or we'll boycott that plane. Like at some point I'm, I I just don't understand how that, how people don't. And and look, man, I'll take the heat on this. I don't care. But when you say things like boycott Georgia, you're not hurting Brian Kemp. Right. I mean, like you're hurting, you're hurting a lot of the people in Georgia who are on your side who are just sitting here like, I'm just trying to get, look, I'm just trying to go to work. You know what I'm saying? You're absolutely not hurting the guys up on Martini Row. Not, never will. Not affected by it whatsoever. It's the little guy, the guy like me, the government official, or the guy at UPS that's working in the packages department, or the guy at Home Depot working on the floor. That's who's hurt by that. And I don't want to see any of those people hurt. I'm selfish too. We just got uh, like Marvel Studios and stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I've just now been in like my career where I'm like, I can just live near Atlanta and it'll be fine. They're like, we can't do anything in Georgia because blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but what we did in November, does that not, we're just done with that? All right, whatever. You know, the yeah. eyes of the political universe were, were on Georgia. Now they're back on Georgia for a completely different reason. I called right. it. Yeah, fourth quarter. It's the fourth quarter. We stuck <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Well, so. kind of on that note, Marcus, how do you feel generally about the, the, the future when it comes to all this? Because there's always a pushback. You know, a lot of people say to like Donald Trump, a big part of that was, oh, it was a pushback because of Barack Obama or whatever. And then there's, you know, the blue wave, which wasn't as much of a wave as we, you know, wanted, but still was effective. And it's like a pendulum that swings. And we're in this really really turbulent period right now, specifically when you look out, you know, out into the future at the horizon, uh, especially as a Southerner and somebody from Georgia, how do you, you know, how do you feel about the way? Like you said, when the, when the pendulum swings too far one way, there's usually a backlash. It comes back even further in the other direction. What we need to do as a country, and me as a moderate Democrat, we need to get back to the center. We need to get back to a place where we can talk to one another, or each other. We need to learn how to agree on the facts. If we start there, I think we're going to be fine. Right. Well, that that goes back to the conspiracy thing we were talking about, right? Like, you said agree on the facts. Like, that's the thing. Like, there's no such thing as facts anymore when there should be like some things are just true. They just are. (laughs) If they are the things that happened... Right. They are true. And those are facts. And we should all their facts are bipartisan or they should be like we should all agree that that is what happened. Those are the facts. And then we can start from there and go elsewhere. But that's not how it works anymore. Like facts are immaterial. Right. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is a huge part of that exact problem. And that's a part of our larger message. 
we need to get rid of all of these wild conspiracy theories, things that are just crazy, you know, pushing back on these Q beliefs. And a lot of people don't even realize that's what they're believing in. Right. Because they have a politician who's telling them these things and making all kinds of wild accusations, saying crazy things like, you know, those who don't agree with us deserve to be executed. You know, we have to get away from that. That white hot rhetoric in our politics, we need to calm it down. Honor, decency, integrity. That's what I'm about. And that's what I plan to bring to Congress. Right on. Well, uh, more power to you, buddy. But I want to add, I want to give you an opportunity. First of all, thanks for coming on the show. But also, yeah, and I'm so sorry for your lead in. That's on me, Marcus. I know you're going <laughs> to, uh, we'll talk about it later, Corey. <laughs> I, I was about to say, I know good and well you're going to FaceTime me tomorrow and be like, are you serious right now with that? You that you knew I was coming. That's the whole reason. <laughs> so well, we right. will talk about it later. Yeah, but I don't worry. <laughs> but Marcus, I wanted to give you an opportunity to like really let people know how they could support you and and learn more about your campaign and all that. Oh, absolutely! Uh, everybody, please go to marcusforgeorgia.com and donate to our grassroots campaign. We're building a movement down here in Georgia, and you know we're going to turn this thing around. Uh, absolutely believe we've got the best shot at unseating Marjorie Taylor Greene. And if you're with me, please donate $5 or whatever you can to our campaign and let's shock the world. Thank you. Right on. Well, thank you, Marcus. You everybody. Marcus for Georgia. Check it out. Marcus Flowers, thank you so much, man. Thanks for coming on. Good to talk to you again. Trey, Corey, thanks for having me. Thank you. I'll talk to you tomorrow, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll talk to you then. <laughs> All right. See you, Marcus. I'm uh, yes. the, can can I tell you something? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm the biggest piece of shit. <laughs> I love how when I even started to like refer to what had just happened, at first you still didn't know what I was no, talking of course about. Not. I was like, well, that's a good segue. And you're like, I was what are we one. talking about? Bucks I was in it. What's... <laughs> I was in it. I was in it. And you know me. And like, and that's the thing that that's what I love about you is that I know you and you didn't get mad. I know how your brain works. You're very, you were, you were just like, he's in the pocket right now. And there's nothing <laughs> that I can do. He's going to go. Yep. He just, oh boy. He, I mean, I knew what, I knew that was going to happen, but yeah, well, it's funny. I mean, I did know you're in the pocket, but I didn't know how deep the pocket was uh, until very <laughs> was deep. Like, yeah, right when I was just about to try to segue into Marcus, when you were like, they're the ones with the apple in their mouth. And I was like, oh, all right, here yeah, we go. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. All right, so producer Matt, if you can um, find some comments and questions, throw them up there for us. Um, I wanted to make sure at least uh, mention, because Marcus mentioned this, this broke uh, pretty quick or pretty soon before we went on the air tonight. So I don't have all the facts yet. I just know that it happened. The New York oh, Times reported that Matt Gates is uh, facing a Justice Department inquiry over sex with an underage girl. Good. Also, fuck him. Weird, that Lego-looking yeah, sure motherfucker. Florida Republican, big Donald Trump guy, is being investigated by the Justice Department over whether he had a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old and paid her to travel with him, which would make it sex Wait, trafficking. Where's he, a, where's he a senator or where's he a congressman? Florida. He's a Florida guy. 17 Florida and, is 17 no good? Oh, I guess Matt's got a video for us. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, you can play it. Florida Republican Congressman Matt Gates reportedly is being investigated by the Justice Department for allegedly having a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old girl. Now, that was first reported by the New York Times. Gates has seen, since confirmed the federal investigation to Axios, saying, quote, the allegations against me are as searing as they are false. He goes on to say the allegations are rooted in an extortion effort against his family for $25 million. New, York's, New York Times reported the allegations include that Gates paid for this girl to travel with him. Gates says the Justice Department is trying to criminalize his sexual conduct when he was, quote, a single guy and that no one was underage. We'll continue to follow this developing story. That motherfucker looks like somebody playing Tucker Carlson on a Lifetime movie. Yes, he does. He's got a wild look to him. He looks like he's got a, his wave of his hair. I don't yeah, like, it's like none that of it. pompadour type thing or whatever. I don't like none like of a, it. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, also, weirdly, Corey, this kind of coincides with an earlier report that Matt Gates was eyeing an early retirement uh, to take a job at Newsmax. Yeah. The even Fox News here, Fox Good News, for him. come out. So, sure, that's completely a coincidence. Um, 
but for the yeah. record, like I'm not, I wasn't being an asshole earlier, but I'm serious. Like in Florida, what, always them. What is 17 in Florida? I'm serious. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not being an asshole. I'm just saying, like they no. all have different. No, you're right. There are like, different. It might be a thing where, like, and you would think not, Florida's would be one of the younger ones. Yeah, you would think. You would think Florida. They were just like, I, do you have a butterfinger? You know, like, <laughs> but like, I'm saying, like, it's the difference between was it illegal and was it just like optically bad? But like, either way, fuck this guy. But like, yeah, him taking the early retirement that don't surprise me because like he definitely seems like one of them opportunistic dudes. Like, which like, by the way, I think like Marcus was talking about earlier. Marjorie like, Taylor Greens that like way it, too. Yes, exactly. Marcus she was just, saying her and Lauren Bobert. It's like they're the and and uh, me and Mark have talked about this on the show before too. They they're this like new dude. breed that's like Congress isn't the end game for yeah, them. Yeah, right, right, right. It's of like a not. step along the way dude, to being a. Dude, don't tell whatever. me that Marjorie Taylor Green one day wasn't sitting there playing flip cup with her old goddamn uh, sorority sisters and saw Tommy Loren and was like, my tits used to look like that. And then was like, I'm a, you know what I'm saying? And then it's like, I'm going to do that shit. And then she was like, I'll just move to where Corey Forster's from. They're all idiots. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I totally get that. And by the way, I know I just said a very sexist thing, and I'm sorry. I've had some beers. Uh, I've reflected on it. I've apologized inward, and I'm apologizing outward right now. Look, I don't know how this is about to go, what I'm about to say. But go I'm ahead. I'm going to say it. I'm, and I know you know, I know you're on the same page with me. I'm of the opinion, when it comes like, of course you shouldn't say, you shouldn't, you know, call a woman a bitch or whatnot, especially just because she's a woman. Specific you shouldn't person. say dumb bitch. You shouldn't say dumb right. bitch about a woman. You shouldn't. Never. But Marjorie Taylor Greene, like, what else are we supposed to say? Right, right, <laughs> like right, you, right. Like, if you, right. some people, horrible people deserve to have bad things said about them. No, I agree. Opinion. Nobody's out here calling you know, all women, but well, nobody on this show right now is out here calling all women bitches or nothing like that. But if you say, but if you're talking about Marjorie Taylor Green, you can say pretty much whatever you want to say about her. As far as I'm concerned, she has earned it, and I mean, she's I not think, the only one. Just you know, people that are horrifically yeah. bigoted and dangerous and whatnot. I, I guess don't give a shit what you say about them. I guess it's only because like that's a gender based one. Like you know, like with Donald Trump, you would just be yes. like. He's a fucking motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't call him... I mean, I've called him a son of a bitch, but I've been like, that fucking cunt ass... Yes, I have. I've made a video that called him that. What well, we should do... Dick, there's dick and stuff, dick, but anything yeah. else. But, like, the thing With is, her, just, we should we should make up some new ones and sell that book is what we right, should do. That would hit. Just some she's guy a, in the she's mountain a goddamn, says... Uh, she's a goddamn cod swallop is what she is. Just some guy in the mountain says, you call her a domestic terrorist. Anything less than that is a disservice. There you yeah, go. You're right. That's true. But, yeah. like, that is... like Okay, that is the thing, though. Like, if you're, if you're sitting there and, like, you're fired up because Marjorie Taylor Greene just did some, like... A very offensive like racist stuff and you're just like god damn it that fucking cunt like who has the energy to go you know you really shouldn't call marjorie taylor green a cunt because blah 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 it's like did you but did you see the thing that she did like we're on the same team do we have to spend that time but i do hear you like because it is like a gender-based thing more questions i'm sorry no, 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 you're right. It's a minefield for sure. It's, it's just, just me trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be live on air instead of at a therapist's office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what else Matt's got for us. If he's pulling something up right now or not. But um, another thing I wanted to say at multiple points throughout the show, but we you know, kept moving on and whatnot. And also, this isn't some hugely novel thought. Uh, other people pointed this out, too. But that whole thing about um, it's illegal to hand out food and water in the voting line or whatever. Yeah. There's an extra layer of shittiness to that that's kind of built in inherently, which is that, like, there's really no good reason that you should need to be in a voting line right, for, for that so long, long that you right. require refreshments. You know, right. that only happens because uh, minority communities and underprivileged communities They've only got like one place in a huge right. radius where they can vote. So then they all end up standing in line for forever. But out in like the rich white ass suburbs, you just pull up, you pull your SUV up to the voting spot, walk in, vote and walk out. You don't have to stand in line for four hours. And, so like and, and, there's this inherent shitty element of it 
that it also the, the law. It also goes against everything we believe as Southern Southerners, which is Southern hospitality, which is like if you, if 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 most memals, even Trump supporting memals, heard that that was a law in like New Jersey, they'd be like, they just need us to go up there and make them a pie and hand out pie in line. This like that bullshit is weirdly relevant to what you just said. Okay. The comment okay. that Matt threw up before you even started saying that it's from Natalie Nichols. You know Natalie. Charles. I know Natalie. What's yeah, up, right. my favorite meme well, baby? That's right. Before you even started saying that, she said, remember when you and Mark inspired me to give out burgers and voting lines? Y'all could have gotten me arrested. I love her You so were in the much. middle of talking about how Meemaws would be inclined to give food out to people. But, but, you, but, but am I wrong? But am I no, wrong? Like, no, this, I'm saying this it's Georgia just wild how that lined seems, up. This Georgia law seems like something that Georgia people would be like, what is this? Fucking California and New York where nobody likes each other. Like where I'm from, we make Rice Krispie treats and we hand them out in line at voting because like we're all there as a community. Like that sounds stupid. Like that doesn't sound like what we're about, which has kind of been the trend in the past four years where I go, that's that guy's from Manhattan that none of, why do y'all like him? Like none of this makes, we're going against our Southern hospitality. Yeah. Uh, Julie Rose says, I dare them to arrest mammals. This oh, kind of yeah. goes back to like the, uh, the, the police brutality, uh, protest and the George Floyd protest and everything back in the summer when it got to the, it got to the point eventually in Portland where cops were like tear gassing soccer moms and stuff yeah. and like shooting them with rubber bullets and whatnot. And it was like. Yeah, you can't be doing that. <laughs> like you can't, can't you can't be doing none uh, of that. But even people even people that otherwise agree with you, right? Right. You start like, fucking tear gas and mammals and stuff. Yeah. You're gonna lose them too. Also, dude, just logistically, like there's only two types of mammals. There's the type of mammal that's been smoking Marlboro Reds for like thirty eight years and she's so skinny that yeah. when you try Rest to in post mama cap. When you try to put the handcuffs on her, it's gonna slide right off her fucking like bony arms and then there's the mammal that's so goddamn fat that that you can't get a handcuff to click on that shit you know what i'm saying well, so like god rest your soul but you just described both of them was actually my mama cat late, great, my mama yeah. cat yeah, well there's exceptions was, that prove she the was rule. big she was big right. and she also smoked marlboro reds for years uh right. she passed away about uh 12 years ago How old probably, was un she? probably unrelated uh i <laughs> um it's probably about Close to 70. No shit. Time. Hell yeah. yeah. Not a bad Go run, dogs. Right? That's Aaron right. McCullough That's says, run. my grandma used to sell her brownies and cookies and banana breads to the line to get into Bonnaroo. Good Hell chance yeah. I bought some of those, Aaron. I guarantee you I, I did. sat in that line many, many I've, uh, I've seen them, times. if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, my mom's hit. Uh. <laughs> of course. And if they start arresting me, that is when we are going to come together as a country because it's kind of like the, it's like the Dolly effect. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone likes Dolly. Dolly right. is kind of like our, like you can't fuck with me, Miles, no matter who it is, or we're going to come for you. Right. Um, Matt, I tell you, you got some kind of, you got the shining going on tonight. Yeah. You predicted Corey with his mammal stuff. And then I was just about to read this uh, comment. If you didn't, cause I saw it over there and we'll end with this. Tom Glenn says, are you booking shows in Georgia? Now, could just be a general question, but I assume it's also related to what we were talking about earlier with boycotting Georgia. Um, right now, we're not, we have some shows. Corey and I tour together and we tour with Drew Morgan. We have for years um, the well read comedy tour. Um, we've been on hiatus, obviously, since uh, the pandemic. We have shows that were in place that have already been uh, postponed to later in the year, right? Uh, so, I don't know that we've even booked like quote new shows. Cause we've still just had all the shows we had that were existing that were moved out for a while. I can't remember if George is one of them, but if what you're getting at is the boycotting conversation, um, like Corey alluded to, we're not, I'm sorry. We just don't, we don't play that. Uh, also, no okay, one's so going to care. Brian camp ain't going to give a shit. Well, oh, we we boycotting Colorado because Lauren Boebert's the goddamn Congresswoman there. How far right. do you want me to go and, into this shit? I and Tom, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I'm that not mad at you. That. I'm just saying that. Yeah, we've had, because when we first got started, when I first, uh, 
you know, broke through. It was the transgender bathroom laws in North Carolina. And people were asking us at the time, like, are you going to boycott North Carolina? And I was always like, hell no. At our shows, the people that show up hate that law. They're on right. our side. Like, I'm not trying to, not every, I just, I don't, I, like, the, not boy, do I don't like the boycotting in, of a whole state type Am I thing, supposed to not do shows have. in D.C. for the last four years because Donald Trump's house was there? Get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, at any time, you can, like, find these things. But I, here, but because of our tour specifically, what you just said, we attract the people that I like. And also, I'm never going to make this about human being. Like, a state don't make shit. Individuals, right. Individuals don't make shit. There's people in Georgia that are great people. And you know how I know? Because they voted for Joe Biden and, and right. Ostroff and Warnock. And two months ago, you thought they were the savior of the goddamn world. So, yes, I'll do shows there. I'm sorry that this fucking sucks, but it sucks a lot of places, too. And, I, you know, I'm going to make my living. I'm so sorry, Trey. I've ruined your show. Yep. No, you spitting it. You right? No, you do. Uh, you've done a fantastic job. So yes, we will be back on the road later this year. We're certainly well. We we I will be, uh, in a few months. And we're very much looking forward to it. So you go to wellreadcomedy.com and see where those shows are going to be. And we're going to work our way around the whole country and come see all y'all. We yes. certainly hope so. Also, as a reminder, um, to, uh, tell your friends whatnot. Again, we're on weekly skews now in terms of the podcast. You look up weekly skews on all your podcast stuff, and that's where you'll find it. I'm no longer clogging up the well read podcast feed with uh, these episodes. So, yeah, all things weekly skews will get you this show. Smart Mark will return next week, but Chief Georgia correspondent Corey Ryan Forster, he'll be back around too. He well, always is. I will. Hey, first off, Trey, thank you for having me. And secondly, uh, I just want to say that I love you very much. I miss you. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm so sorry to everyone who listens to this show and normally enjoys it. <laughs> no, but they love it. They love it. They love you. I love you. Thanks for doing it. We'll see y'all next time. See you. Bye. <laughs>